Hey, good evening, guys. Um, coming at you live from a hotel room in Wichita, Kansas. I came up here to do a little work, and Rhonda's over here being quiet. <laughs> so we can get, I wanted to, to, to do our week five uh, with you while we're here um, and get continue on with where we're at with our uh, series on, on becoming a, a follower of Christ. So I know the internet connection is not the greatest here, and it looks like the camera's a little bit fuzzy. So hopefully the audio comes out good. But um, week five, and I'm doing a little review. Week one was one who, as they go, shares Jesus with all they encounter. Um, week two, a follower of Christ is one who follows Jesus wherever he goes and buys into his mission. His mission, to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Week three was one who reorders their life and takes Jesus at face value. And week four, one who actively listens in order to understand Jesus' message. Have you been actively listening this last week? Now, week five, as we get into this tonight, um, I, I want to I share with you a word from God tonight. Um, they're not always easy to hear, especially the one that I'm about to deliver to you. This is going to be a little bit of a tougher message. We've been learning what it means to be a follower of Christ. Uh, the passage of Scripture we're going to look at, um, some kind of some tough situations where his disciples had to really choose to follow him. I hope as we go through this, you're taking the opportunity to allow these definitions, what it means to be a follower of Christ, to really sink in, to redirect your life, to change who you are. Are you on the narrow path Jesus describes in Matthew? I don't want anyone here to be confused about the difference of, of going to church versus being a follower of Christ. There are a lot of folks who go to church, but unfortunately not all of them are what I would consider followers of Jesus. Some are seekers, and if that's you, I'm really glad you're here because I consider that what is about to happen and may have already started happening as we have explored these, these words these last four weeks is a setting up of a safe place. Um, I want this to be a very safe place as we're about to hear a very dangerous message. For those of you who are truly trying to understand who maybe are wrestling with the idea of whether or not you commit or, or that you want to submit your life to Jesus Christ, I pray that your mind will be open and your heart able to hear the message and the instructions from Jesus on how to be one of his followers. Mark chapter 6 is where we're going to go tonight. That's uh, where we'll be taking our journey through. Um, Jesus has already begun to call his disciples to him, and he's already begun to explain what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is the rule of God in our lives and in the world. Jesus teaches that the kingdom of God is coming, and because of this, the people are to repent, to change their mind, to be willing to listen to the truth about who God is and his plan through Jesus Christ. Jesus calls people to be his disciples, his followers. Remember, disciple means follower, and follower means someone who follows along a learner, someone who listens instead of talks. A follower isn't someone who tells Jesus what or how to do something, but one who is there to learn from Jesus how to live. Up to this time in Mark, life has, has had some difficult moments for Jesus' followers. They have had to learn a few things the hard way. But as we start into Mark 6, and even for the next couple of chapters, we're going to see them really have to make some decisions as to whether or not they are ready to see the things that their leader is about to endure, are they prepared 
for these things to happen to them. Do you ever get the feeling that everyone in the world is walking one way and you're the only one going the other way? Ever seen the t-shirt with all the fish swimming one direction and there's one right in the middle that seems to be going the opposite direction? The caption for this shirt is, go against the flow. Wide is the path that leads to destruction and many follow it. Narrow is the path that leads to righteousness and few choose it. So why is it so hard to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Why is it so hard to be a follower at school, at work, with friends, with family, etc.? Many of them are going the wrong way. Uh, I was asked just uh, just today, <laughs> as uh, we were working in the shop, uh, doing some dent work here at a dealership in, in Wichita, uh, one of the other techs that are, that are here working for me. I've, I've not ever met these guys before. And he asked me, he said, uh, so I uh, hear you're a preacher. And I, you know, I, I mean, it, it's not something that I hide. So wherever I go, wherever I have opportunity, um, when that word gets out that I'm a preacher, you know, it's not that people have to change their ways. I don't ask anybody to change who they are, but I want them to see who I am, that I am a follower of Jesus Christ, even at work, whether I'm, I'm there uh, in a shop or, or whether I'm on the street or whether I'm at Walmart. Walmart's a difficult place to be a follower of Christ. You know that. But it's something that we can't all work at and very, and very seldom uh, do we have the opportunity or, or often do we have the opportunity to show who we are. Are you prepared to do that tonight? Mark chapter 6, Jesus rejected at Nazareth. Jesus left that part of the country and returned to his disciples of Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogues, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform all these miracles? Then they scoffed, but he's just a carpenter, the son of, of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. And verse 4 says, Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hand on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. He was rejected in his own hometown among folks that knew him. Check it out. They, they, were, they were at first amazed, and then it's like they got jealous. Who does he think he is? Kind of stuff, maybe. Yeah. And then they get offended by him and refuse to believe in him. They weren't even letting him perform any miracles at all. Openly rejected by his own. But look at verse 6. He became amazed at their unbelief, their own pride and selfishness, beating and robbing them of the truth right in front of them. Now look at this. Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. And he called his 12 disciples together and he began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. And verse 10 says, Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their own fate. Verse 12 says, So the disciples went out, telling everyone they met, 
to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. A page turned here. Jesus has not called you to just run a bake sale in front of Walmart or sell candy bars from a box to earn a little money. Not even to hand out water on a race route. Jesus called you to be one of his followers, to lead people the other way, to go against the flow. I used to, when I would talk to someone about God, I was always on the defense, you know, trying to convince them why they should get saved, selling them on the idea of how good God is and how awesome life will be and like it will always be peaches and cream on this side of the fence. I was always trying to make it seem like it was easy to be a Christian. I didn't want to offend them, and I always wanted it, wanted to look like the good guy, right? You ever, you ever been in that boat? Jesus isn't about being evaluated or scored. Yeah, I know most of you have watched the Olympics, maybe you watched them this year. And you notice how when someone finishes their routine, they stand and look at the scoreboard? I can remember when they actually showed the judges holding up the scorecards, you know, like eights, tens. Can you imagine if this was what it was like in Jesus' time? The time he walked on water, you know all the judges held up tens, right? Except maybe that judge from Jesus' hometown. 9.5 because he saw a little splash or a little ripple there by the sandal strap. How about the rich young ruler story? What kind of scores would he have got there? Yeah, probably not so good, huh? Can I ask you a quick question? Is Jesus amazed by you? Is he amazed at your unbelief? Is he looking at you dumbfounded that you couldn't worship at all on Sunday? That you couldn't sing praises to him or even give him thanks? Why? Is Jesus looking over our community, our schools, our friends, our families and saying, I'm amazed at the unmet need here. Did you catch the fact that Jesus didn't send his, his followers out right after a huge self-motivational class, right after a pep rally, where everyone was all jacked up on Mountain Dew? No, he chose to send them out after they saw him being rejected and scoffed by his own people. I'm almost done here. Anyone know what it says in Luke chapter 21, verse 16 through 17? Verse 16 says, even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends will betray you. They will even kill some of you, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. Sounds inviting, right? Your family will betray you, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. Not much of a sales pitch going on here. Put that on the fridge to look at every morning before heading out for your day. People are going to hate you because of who you are in me. Keep that in mind. Now, look at verse 18 and 19. But not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win souls. That's our goal, right? If you're walking through life with no problems, if no one is bumping into you, maybe you ought to check out the direction in which you're going. John 15 18 says this. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. A follower of Christ is one who accepts the mission of Jesus and works under and by his authority in spite of rejection. How do we do this? Number one, evaluate your present spiritual commitment. You need to know where you are in him. 
Number two, count and recount the cost. If your walk with Christ isn't costing you anything, you are not following Jesus. And number three, share who Jesus is with everyone around you. Man, that's a pretty big word. Uh, I'll have an audio of that available if, if anyone wants that emailed to them. Uh, but I pray that you watch this over and over again. Get the gist of what he's saying here. Man, our calling is so much higher than what we give credit. It's, it's our time. This is what he called us here to do. I pray that you are truly seeking to be a follower of Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Uh, we'll catch up with you as soon as we can. Thank you.